Okay. And for our sermon today, we have Mr. David Hope with a message entitled, Should We Recognize the Holy Spirit as God? Major topic. Mr. Hope. Thank you, Mr. Reggie, or Mr. Nolan, sorry. <laughs> Mr. Reggie Nolan. Good afternoon, everyone. Beautiful. Good to have our visitors here. We have people from the west and people from the east and and the people from around here. It's very good. I'm glad to see you guys. Mr. Andrews told me just before the services, he said, David, he said, I forgot to tell you, we're, we've got the teenagers doing all this stuff. He said, you can go as long as you need to, but I, I don't have to. I appreciate the opportunity anyway, but uh, I I, I could quit any time. I could, you know, give you an introduction, SPS, and conclusion, <laughs> and, and I think nobody would complain about that, but isn't it nice to have what we have here today? You know, this is a blessing. You know, I, I had to hold myself all ago, and I may still have to, you know, to, to keep from breaking up, you know. To me, it is just, just such a wonderful, wonderful time to to see the, the church that we have here, the Tulsa congregation, I'm, and I personally feel that God is very pleased when, when he sees the, the fruits of the Holy Spirit of what's, what's done here. And I think most of the people here will agree, <coughs> excuse me, when you go to a lot of the congregations that, of our, that are of our persuasion where we came from, uh, a lot of the congregations, you stand back to back and you look forward and mostly what you see is a lot of white hair and a lot of gray haired people. You see very little of the, the, the dark head, the red heads, you know. Lawrence was red headed at one time, believe it or not. He was a real bright red head. Uh, and, uh, you know, but anyway, to, to see that, and, and we, I think, are the exception to the rule of all of the churches I've seen. Now, I haven't been back, you know, some places on the East Coast on my motorcycle and uh, up, you know, North Dakota and all that. But as far as the churches I've seen, we are so extremely blessed. I, I counted up here oh, several months ago, maybe a year or so ago, what percentage of us older folks, and I don't like to say elderly, I, I think some of the people that, you know, close to 76 on up to 80, they're elderly. But anyway, uh, we were, you know, the older people were, were, you know, outnumbered three to one. Well, it's more than that now. It really is. You stand back in the back now and look up, and, and when we're all Bill, it is. Such a blessing, and the, the teachers are doing uh, such a fabulous job, such a needed job. And uh, teenagers, I guess, are out now, but it was interesting to see and hear the, the goals that a lot of these kids have, and some of them will change as time goes on. But uh, to quote uh, an individual that uh, uh, some of the older people may remember hearing from or seeing, uh, I believe it Norman Vincent Peale. I believe he's the one who said, whatever the mind can conceive and believe can achieve. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. Now, there's a limit, I know, you know, but, you know, uh, but for the most part, there's an awful lot to that because most of us will not conceive doing certain things. We won't, we won't believe we can do that. I couldn't be a lawyer, you know, forever. Anyway, I... I couldn't be a lawyer. I would love to. I couldn't be a doctor. I couldn't be some of these other things. I couldn't be a geophysicist because, you know, my, 
my body, my brain just will not do those things. You know, I, I, reading is a bad part for me, and my retention is not that great. So, but a lot of things I can believe in and, and have believed in and I have achieved and, and simply because I believe in the scriptures that Jesus Christ, you know, we can do all things through God who strengthened me within reason. But anyway, whatever, whatever you can conceive and believe within the realm, you know, you're, you're, none of us are going to be able to jump over the moon. So, you know, but you're not even going to conceive that anyway. But anyway, I'll get off of that. Uh, I don't mind losing a little, little time. You know, uh, it's kind of like our, our good friend, uh, deceased friend, uh, the late Bill Fowler from Wichita, Kansas. And he had a line that I thought was good. Uh, of course, he, he always says, uh, or Rick uh, repeats it quite a bit, you know, today's a good day to have a great day. But one of his things that I like real well, and uh, my wife liked it too, and she told Bill about this one time, you know, years ago when we first met Bill, she said, if I could do calligraphy, I would put this on my refrigerator. Well, lo and behold, he did it for her and, and gave it to her the next time. But, but it said, blessed are the flexible for, and somebody tell me, they will not be bent out of shape. You know, blessed are the flexible so they shall not be bent out of shape. And uh, Bill Fowler did that for Fran and framed it, you know, and it was beautiful calligraphy. And that's true, you know. We, we're not, I'm not going to get bent out of shape because I left, you know, part of my notes in my briefcase over there, but, which is good because I think you'll thank me because all the scriptures I had, uh, um, uh, Brian over there, he didn't say anything, but he looked, you know. I usually put them on a three by five card when I give him the scriptures. This time I had a big index card. <sighs> anyway, but... Uh, but we'll, we'll get through this. We want to have time to where we can visit with someone. And when we were back in the room back there, uh, Reggie would, uh, was giving us a rundown on everything that was taking place in services. And I, you know, my hearing disability, uh, I thought he said, we should recognize the Holy Spirit as a God. And I thought, oh, I didn't say that. But, the, but it's a question, we didn't, but he, he said it right, but I just didn't, I perceived he, he said we should. Uh, the last several weeks, as uh, uh, Art mentioned a while ago, Mr. Williams mentioned a while ago, that we had been studying uh, uh, topics relating to Pentecost and the fruits of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, the power and all that, for what, five, six, seven weeks or so? Somebody may have the exact time, time on that. And some of you may have uh, viewed it on, online or, or picked it up, or some, a lot of you have been here. But anyway, so Pentecost and, and the offshoot of that is still on my mind a little bit, and I've been thinking about this for a while. So that many organizations, many churches, treat the Holy Spirit as if the third person of a trinity on a par with God and Jesus Christ. There are a lot of times uh, after services, especially now that the days are getting longer, the Sabbaths are getting longer uh, in the afternoon when we, after we visit here and gorge ourselves on the nice snacks that everybody provides and go home and if we're not too sleepy to take a nap yet, we'll sit there and, and watch uh, on TV uh, some gospel music. You know, the Gaithers have a program on there every week and they've got some good singers on there, gospel singers. and. 
and uh, we'll listen to that. And, and uh, then after that, uh, a radio, I mean, not a radio, but a, a TV preacher comes on, and he does a good job, and I won't mention his name, but he does a good job, but, uh, you know, when he stays away from the Trinity. And uh, he had a message just here, what, a couple of weeks ago, I guess, with a friend that, uh, that that was it, you know, the Trinity, the you know, and uh, Fran said, I can't watch this, and she started to leave, and I said, I've got to do it, I want to hear their propaganda, I want to hear what they say, you know, so we went ahead and watched it, and she had a courtesy, you know, to me, went ahead and stayed, but uh, a, lot of the, a lot of them treat uh, uh, the Holy Spirit as an individual, as a Trinity, as on a par with God. But you know, none of the New Testament writers did so. A popular scripture that many of the Trinitarians use, and I know a lot of you have, have uh, heard this, seen this, read that, and you probably have studied it, and, and I'm sure you could give better explanations than me, but one of their, one of their uh, uh, popular scriptures is uh, 1 John 5, verse 7. And I'll read, starting verse 6, and I'll, I'll read what it says. And they, they claim this is really good proof. It says, this is, First uh, John 5, verse 6, This is he that came by water and by blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that bears witness, because the Spirit is truth. Verse 7, For the, there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, or Holy Spirit, however you want to say it, and these are one. Verse 8, and there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater for this is the witness of God which he has testified of the Son. Okay, so let me back up a little bit. Some people have a problem understanding that some things in the Bible were not really originally intended to be there. And parts of this, and I'm going to quote a little bit from some of the commentaries, actually probably just one for right now, for time's sake, um, and, and I've mentioned this before, I've, I've criticized the commentaries a lot over the years from the pulpit up here, and, and some may think, well, you're arrogant, you know, you think you're smarter than these educated people. I'm not. But when it comes to doctrine, when they try to do away with, you know, our basics, you know, the basic doctrines that we have, that, uh, that they, I do know more than they do, because I think God has revealed it to us, and I'm not smart. Uh, I wouldn't know that, I don't think, and I think Matthew Steele mentioned it here a week or so ago, that we can't get on a high horse because we have some truth that, you know, the world alone. It's a gift to us. But you still, we still get uh, our feathers ruffled a little bit, you know, when they come out and, and uh, try to, you know, pervert the scripture a little bit. And, and I understand. But uh, I'm going to read, let me see if I didn't throw all my notes out. This uh, uh, bear with me. This is from, like I said, this is Adam Clark's Electronic Database, copyrighted in 1996. Okay, I'm breaking into his thought. 
But it is likely this verse is not genuine. And, and a lot of them, the commentary is a little bit more uh, bold than what he is. And they said it absolutely is not. But he, he pretty well said, thinks in the long run that that is not genuine. It is wanting in the manuscripts of this letter before the invention of the printing press. So before the printing press, this wasn't even mentioned. One accepted. One, one of the manuscripts had that. That's the Codex Monocordi or something or other in the, in the Trinity College, Dublin. So the Trinity College had this in their, in their manuscripts. The others which omit this verse amount to 112. So 112 of some of the older manuscripts avoid that particular portion of, of uh, uh, 1 John 5. And I'll read here. Okay, and he said, I'm quoting, To make the whole clearer, that very reader may see what has been added. I shall set down these verses with the inserted words in parentheses. So hopefully I'm not, yeah, I can read it like he intended. And I'm quoting here. Verse 6, and, and, and he, like he said, he'll put them in parentheses. And, and I'll read it right along. And it is, verse 6, and it is the Spirit that bears witness because the Spirit is true. Verse 7, for there are three that bear record, parentheses, in heaven, the Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit, and these are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth. The Spirit, and at the end of the parentheses. So this was all added. This was all added. Um, then it continues, the spirit and the water and the blood and the three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. Any man may see on the examining of these of the words that in those included brackets, what he's saying is, you, you read that, which are wanting, which are lacking, which are not in the manuscripts, and the versions to be omitted are versions. There is no want of connection. So the extent of connection is the same. And as to these, uh, to the sense, it is complete and perfect without them. So you didn't really even need to add these things in here. The people that believed in the Trinity and wanted to promote the Trinity put that in there. And then the next few words says, and indeed much more so than with them. So it, you could actually understand it better with them not in there than with it in there. And uh, some of the other translations have it uh, a little different. They have it a little closer to what it should be. Uh, the NIV and there are others, and I'll just read, uh, I just printed off the one for uh, the NIV, international version. And uh, for there are three that testify the spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three are in agreement. So some of the translations have it. The King James Version, uh, you know, has the uh, uh, perversion in it. You know, the New Testament writers, all of the New Testament writers, did not mention the Holy Spirit in their introductions. I didn't really realize that. Uh, I knew some of them didn't, and we talked about that at our Tuesday night Bible study this week on uh, some things about uh, uh, 
first, second Peter, and, and we're coming up on uh, first John coming up, well, third Peter, I guess, isn't it this time, and then John. But anyway, the, the New Testament writers did not mention the Holy Spirit in their introductions to the churches and to the people that they wrote letters to. Some, some of them are written to individuals, not just necessarily uh, churches itself. And, and it's really, really to all of our benefit that I don't have time to go into a lot of stuff I had. Uh, a lot of people get, you know, they don't necessarily like technical things, you know. And uh, sometimes statistics and technicality gets boring. I kind of enjoy it myself, but uh, there again, that's, you know, I, I even, I'm so technical, I, I kept track of every drop of gas I ever bought in every, any vehicle I ever had. I know my gas mileage. I know how far it is to certain places. I know when my oil changed. I know when the left front wheel of my van or my car has been replaced. I know how much mileage I have on it. And most people, uh, one of my son-in-law, sons-in-law, we went on a trip together last year, and he thought, why do you do all of that? And I agree, you know, why? But it's just interesting to me to, to you know, technical things are, are interesting. But uh, I'm going to read some, some of these, and I've got to save time for the really to the stuff at the end that's not quite related there. Uh, we'll start, and a lot of Paul's writing, and Romans, the first chapter, and I told uh, Brian back there, don't worry, even, even if I did get into all these scriptures, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But uh, Romans, the first chapter, 1 through 9, I'll probably read more there. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he promised before by his prophets in the holy scriptures concerning Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power, you know, like the Holy Spirit, but the Son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. Verse 5, by whom we receive grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among the nations for his name, among whom are you also called of Jesus. And here's, uh, verse 7, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. You know, he, it, he, you know, he didn't mention the Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm not going to read the rest of it. I'll go down to uh, uh, 1 Corinthians, first chapter, another greeting. 1 Corinthians, first chapter. Paul, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God, Sothus and our brother, unto the church of God, which is a corneth to them that are sanctified in Jesus, Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus our Lord, both theirs and ours. In verse 3. Grace be unto you, and he says this almost in every one of his, his openings someplace. Grace be unto you, peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And there again, you know, if, if the Holy Spirit was an equal with, with God and Jesus, you know, when we do this, whatever they do, you know, with their signs and everything, uh, Paul really snobbed the Holy Spirit. 
Not that Paul didn't, did not talk about the Holy Spirit. He did, and the other writers talk about it and give credit to the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, in the right context. Uh, I'm going to go on. I've, I've had more down. Uh, we'll, go to, we'll skip some of the others. We'll go to Galatians, first chapter, and like I said, it'll be the first few verses. This is Paul writing to the Galatians. Paul, <coughs> excuse me, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And all the brethren which are with me and to the churches of Galatia. Grace, here's a repeat, grace be unto you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. He's given plenty of credit and credit, credence to God the Father and Jesus Christ. Uh, Ephesians, first chapter. Same thing, don't get bored. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus, and faith, and to the faithful in Christ. Grace be unto you, and, and sometimes I think I'll give a message on all of these words here, but that's some other time. Grace be unto you, peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, and not the Holy Spirit. Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us with all spiritual blessings, including the Holy Spirit, and heavenly places in Christ. I'll just touch on a few things here. Uh, a lot of a lot of them people will say, you know, in their their uh, support for the Holy Spirit being a person that you know they, he's called he and him. You know, and uh, just to be real brief on it, uh, these words, the word he and him, these are personal pronouns, uh, or masculine, I'm sorry, masculine pronouns. We call certain things by a masculine name and some things by a feminine name. You know, the uh, hurricanes, a lot of times, and I, I think are beginning to call some of the hurricanes by men, but... Uh, uh, what was the one that hit Louisiana, New Orleans here a while back? Um, what was the name of that? Huh? Katrina, yeah. Senior moment. We were talking about that a while ago. Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, it's, it, and, but you can take those words and, and look it up, and it can be it. Oh, I don't know. I, I just have a few things here. Uh, just this one particular thing of him as in the New Testament, uh, in the Strong's number 846, uh, atos, something rather, and there's others too, but uh, from the particle, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm going to butcher that, akin to the base of 109 through the idea of a baffling wind backward, the reflective pronoun used alone, blah, 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 and the third person, da, 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 and everything. Here's some of the words that it can be. Uh, it could even be her. You know, that word, this, this particular word can even be her. It, itself, one, the other, mine, own, said, self, the same, him, my, myself, your, yourselves, he, she, that, there, blah, 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 and go on and on. So there are a lot of things that can be, but uh, the translators put in there what they feel will make the the scripture easier to read and like I've mentioned before it's so difficult to 
translate word for word out of another language into the English language, whether it's Hebrew or Greek or Aramaic or whatever it is, it's really difficult to get an exact word for word. And I'm not a scholar. I've, like some of you out here, I've looked into a lot of them. And I've got research material, but I'm definitely not a Greek scholar. But uh, I know enough to be dangerous, I guess. But uh, uh, so to carry on the theme, uh, we'll look at the words she and her, uh, the feminine pronouns. And I'm going to give you something that's not necessarily absurd, but I'll give you some examples. For instance, wisdom. And here's some stuff that uh, Mr. Andrews has read an awful lot over the last uh, few months and last few years. And uh, really good. I think most of us recommend a lot of this to the younger people. Uh, the book of Proverbs. I'm going to... I didn't get any of this printed, but Proverbs, first chapter. First chapter, and I'm going to read from uh, 20 to 33. Wisdom cries out, she, not a person, but she, utters her voice in the streets. She cries in the chief place of concourse in the openings of the gates in the city. She utters her words, saying, how long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Uh, I had on down to 33, but I don't think I'll read that far. Time-wise, we'll go over to Proverbs 7. Proverbs 7 and 1. My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with you. Keep my commandments and live, and I'm may and my laws as an apple of your eye. So is the law really an apple? Well, that's a word. Bind them upon your fingers, write them upon the tables of your heart. Say unto wisdom, You are my sister. Here's another phenomenon. Uh, uh, pronoun. You are my sister and call understanding your kinswoman. So here's another example of, you know, just using uh, masculine or feminine words to explain something and the Holy Spirit uh, they use as, a, as I mentioned a while ago, a, a uh, masculine pronoun. Uh, since we're right here pretty close, let's go to uh, Proverbs 8 right across the page on my Bible, Proverbs 8, 1 through 5. Does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice? She, wow, I wonder what she looks like. You know, I wonder how tall she is. She stands in the top of the high places, by the way, in the places of the past. She cries at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call and my voice is to the sons of man. O simple, O you simple, understand wisdom, and you 
fools, be you of an understanding heart. So another example of that. Uh, over to uh, Proverbs 9. And like I said, I've got a lot of scriptures I'm not going to. Uh, uh, and, and there are other ways of hitting this also. Uh, Proverbs 9, verse 1. Wisdom has builded her house. She has hewed out her seven pillars. She has killed her beast. She has mingled her wine. She has also furnished her table. She, in verse 3, has sent forth her maidens. She cries upon the high places of the city. Whoso is, whoso is simple, let him turn in here. As for him that watches, that wants, I'm sorry, wants understanding, says to him, Come and eat my bread and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish and live and go in the way of the understanding. So there's plenty of examples to show, uh, you know, the analogies of, of what we're getting across. And like I said, there's a lot of other ways that we can handle this and a lot more detail that we can go into. And uh, it's not my purpose to be uh, mean and vengeful to the people that, that believe in the Holy Spirit as a, you know, a person. Uh, I, I have difficulty myself, you know, doing that. And, and since our writers, uh, none of the writers really addressed him, and, and, and it wasn't really snobbing. So in conclusion... There are many other aspects of the Holy Spirit, as we mentioned in our Bible studies, and many that we haven't mentioned, uh, many aspects of the Holy Spirit. We can cover too much and be too, too technical, I think, sometimes. Uh, for technical information can be an overload, you know. And, and, uh, and, and it's kind of a good thing that we had the teenagers and, and the young people up here a while ago with us, uh, uh, to give me an excuse to not put all these others in here, you know, to... Because I had a lot of stuff in there, similar to that, and some of them a little different. But, you know, I, to I told my wife earlier, I said, you know, I don't want to bore these people to death. I don't want people going to sleep. And uh, I don't really have any personal examples I want to talk about. <laughs> no, they just come spontaneous anyway, so never mind. I don't plan them. But anyway, uh, don't, don't want any overload. The Holy Spirit is not a person, but the power force and the mind of God that dwells in each and every one of us that enables us to be sons of God and to be resurrected at the return of Christ. So what a beautiful thing the Holy Spirit really is and and uh, like I said I, I, I hope I'm not being blasphemous to the Holy Spirit I know that's a serious thing but uh, anyway uh, we have a wonderful thing that we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us and to give us wisdom when we ask and and to bless us in our decisions.